You're listening to the preaching podcast of Victory Baptist Church in Roanoke Rapids, North Carolina, led by Pastor Jeremy Kobernack. It is our desire that you will be helped by this Bible message. Take our Bibles tonight to 1 Kings chapter 18, and I am thankful for the opportunity to preach, and I believe that's what God has called me to do, and so every opportunity I have... Uh, I, I love it. I get nervous, but I love it. In 1 Kings chapter 18 um, tonight, pastor already in the announcements and just talking about even the Christian school on our prayer page tonight has already kind of touched on the message, and uh, it is a miracle that we have a Christian school, and it is a miracle what God is doing, and that's not all God is doing here, and I'm thankful to be in a church that's thriving uh, that's living for God, and it's a church family that's working together in unity, and uh, I can never thank God enough for that, and uh, think about that song that Madeline and Bethany sang, uh, I'm thankful to be saved tonight, how about you? I'm thankful that in, in 2005, 2005, I trusted Christ as Savior, and I, I remember that day, and uh, every time I go back in, in my mind and remember that day, it just kind of restores unto me the joy of my salvation. I'm so glad to be saved. Can you imagine not being saved tonight? It's a hopeless situation, but thank God uh, that he was willing to die for us who uh, could, could, never, could never earn it and w- was never worthy, but yet God chose in his mercy and his grace to save us, and I'm thankful for his salvation tonight. First Kings chapter 18, a um, couple times ago on a Wednesday night, I preached on Elijah, and I mentioned he's one of my favorite Bible characters, and it still is true uh, tonight. So I, I love Elijah and uh, just uh, uh, how God used him in his life. And uh, so we're going to a very well, um, well-known well passage of Scripture. Uh, no doubt this Bible story uh, tonight, uh, uh, the contest on Mount Carmel, is uh, not a stranger to us. We, we uh, have heard about this, um, most of us probably, since we were little uh, children. Um, but tonight, uh, I believe this is what God has for us, and uh, I, I hope that uh, God will speak to you tonight as he's already spoken to me. 1 Kings chapter 1, and I'm sorry, 1 Kings uh, 18, verse 1, I'm going to start here. The Bible says, And it came to pass, after many days, that the word of the Lord came to Elijah in the third year. The third year of what? The drought, right? It's the, the drought that Elijah just burst in on the king, King Ahab, and said, Well, It's not going to rain. There's not going to be any dew until I say so because of your wickedness. And uh, so we're stretching into the third year of this drought. And God comes back to uh, to Elijah and says, it's time. I'm going to send rain upon the earth. Go show yourself to King Ahab. Skip over to verse 17. The Bible says, And it came to pass when Ahab saw Elijah, that Ahab said unto him, Art thou he that troubleth Israel? Elijah, you're the problem. We have this drought three years running. You're the reason our society isn't moving forward. Elijah, you're the reason our country isn't like it, uh, what we want it to be. Elijah, you are the problem. And isn't it true that for Christians, the world looks at us and points the finger and says, you are the problem. He goes on to say, uh, Elijah answers back in verse 18, and he answered, I have not troubled Israel, but thou. 
in thy father's house, and that ye have forsaken the commandments of the Lord, and that thou uh, hast followed Balaam. Let's continue reading here. Now, therefore, send and gather to me all Israel unto Mount Carmel, and the prophets of Baal, 450, and the prophets of the gross, 400, which eat at Jezebel's table. So Ahab sent unto all the children of Israel, and gathered the prophets together unto Mount Carmel. And Elijah came unto all the people, and said, How long halt ye between two opinions? If the Lord be God, follow him. But if Baal, then follow him. Kind of sounds like Joshua. Choose you this day whom you will serve. And the people answered him, not a word. Then said Elijah unto the people, in verse 22, I, even I only, remain a prophet for the Lord, but Baal's prophets are 450 men. Let them therefore give uh, us two bullocks, and let them choose one bullock for themselves, and cut it in pieces, and lay it on wood, and put no fire under it, and I will dress the other bullock, and lay it on wood, and put no fire under And call ye on the name of the Lord, or uh, uh, name of your gods, and I will call on the name of the Lord. And the God that answereth by fire, let him be God. And all the people answered and said, It is well spoken. And Elijah said unto the prophets of Baal, Choose you one bullock for yourselves, and dress it first, for ye are many, and call on the name of your gods, but put no fire under. And they took the bullock which was given them, and they dressed it, and called on the name of Baal from morning even until noon, saying, O Baal, hear us. But there was no voice, nor any that answered, they leaped upon the altar which was made, and it came to pass at noon that Elijah mocked them and said, Cry aloud, for he is a god, either he is talking, or he is pursuing, or he's on a journey, or peradventure he sleepeth and must be awaked. And they cried aloud and cut themselves after their manner with knives and lancets, till the blood gushed out upon them. And it came to pass when midday was past, and they prophesied unto, until the time of the offering of the evening sacrifice that there was neither voice nor any to answer, nor any that regarded. And Elijah said unto all the people, Come near unto me. And all the people come, uh, came near unto him, and he repaired the altar of the Lord that was broken down. Lord, I pray that you take this passage tonight. And Lord, as your word goes forth, I pray that uh, as you promised, it wouldn't return void tonight, but that it would bring forth fruit in our hearts and in our lives. And God, I pray that uh, you uh, would be glorified tonight. Help me to step aside of myself. Lord, you know how uh, much of a stutterer and, and uh, really not capable of, of much, but Lord, we know that with your power and, and with your guidance, Lord, we can accomplish much. And so I pray that tonight uh, our hearts would be open, that we would be tender to your word. And Lord, whatever you speak to us about, may we be obedient and may we follow you. We ask in Jesus' name, amen. We have a situation on Mount Carmel, and, and I want to I'll probably give the title at the end of the message as we get to the, the main point. But I'd like to go through this very familiar Bible account tonight, and I'd like to draw out some truths that uh, maybe, uh, as I often do, I look over little details and don't give it a second thought, but uh, I, I believe tonight there, there's some gold nuggets in here that if we really consider them, it'll help us to realize the situation Number one tonight, if you're taking notes, we find in verses 21 and 22, Elijah rendered a choice. He gave the nation of Israel a choice. We had the 450 prophets of Baal. We had the 400 prophets of, Gro of, of the groves that, that showed up, um, probably just to spectate. Um, and then we had the Israel, whoever came from Is the nation of Israel to watch, and then King Ahab himself. 
They're watching, and then as they gather together, as King Ahab uh, did what uh, Elijah had said, he gave them a choice. In verse 21, the Bible says, And Elijah came unto all the people and said, How long halt ye between two opinions? If the Lord be God, follow him. But if Baal, then follow him. And I want you to notice something here. That next phrase. My Bible says, And the people answered him, Not a word. This is God's people, Israel. This is the people that should know better. This is the people that should know what God has done in the past because their fathers and their, their, their grandfathers had passed down all the stories of what God did, how he led them out of Egypt, uh, the miracles he did in the wilderness, and the miracles he did as they uh, went into Canaan land, and yet they seem to be there speechless. And it shocks me tonight that uh, this was such a, a tremendous opportunity for Israel. Right. Elijah's literally standing there saying, hey, if you believe in God, if you believe he's the one that we should serve, say it now. Yeah. Come on, everybody. Yeah. And nothing happened. They just stood there. Elijah says, and I guess I'm the only one that's going to stand up for God today. I can't help but think about those opportunities. This was an opportunity for, for that, the children of Israel, for each individual that was there. It was their opportunity to say, yeah, you know what, Elijah, I'm going to stand with you because I believe God. I believe he is God. But yet they answered him not a word. I started thinking about the missed opportunities that, that I could have had, you know, that God brought across my path in the past. Opportunities to, to share the gospel with someone, opportunities to make a difference in someone's life. And I can't help but think of the times that I know I just kind of ignored it. I know, I know there are times. I know there, there have been times even down at Food Line, just in the grocery store, and uh, I felt, you know, God, maybe I should talk to this person, but man, I don't have any tracks on me. I, I forgot my tracks. Man, I, I've been there many times. A lot of times I'll, I'll go and, and I'll, I'll be going along my business and, well, I don't have any tracks, but I also don't have any time. And, I, man, I've got to be somewhere. I, I'm sorry. I, Lord, I, I know, I, know I, I should talk to this person, but I, I didn't. There have been times which I, maybe it wasn't the tracks, maybe it wasn't the time, but yet I just, I wasn't in the right mindset. My temperament was off. Man, I, I'm flustered. Uh, things aren't going my way today. And I, I'm just so so self-thinking self right now that I, it didn't even pass my mind to go and uh, share that uh, with somebody, the gospel, or, or talk to somebody about Jesus. It could be the no tracks or no time or no temperament, but missed opportunities. I, I also remember the times when God laid it on my heart to talk to Jesus, uh, 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 talk with somebody about Jesus, and I did. And uh, maybe a little bit late, right, I'm in my car, see somebody uh, before I get in my car, and I was like, man, I should invite that person to church, and I just get in the car and start driving away, and it's like, oh, you should have talked to that person. <sighs> All right, and I turn around, and, and then I said, I'm sorry, I, I just want to give you this invitation to church, and I give it to them. You know, maybe there's a situation like that in your life, but how many missed opportunities do we go through every day Man, opportunity to stand for Christ. Maybe, I know the teens aren't in here, but if the teens were in here, I'd say, take a stand for Christ in your school. Uh, take a stand for Christ wherever you are. It doesn't matter the situation. doesn't uh, matter the surroundings. But yet, are we taking the opportunities God gives to us? Elijah, 
he rendered a choice and he, and he gave the opportunity to everybody. Hey, now's the time. If you believe God, now's the time to say so. And nobody answered. I think, I think the people didn't answer probably because they weren't prepared. They weren't prepared. Literally, I, I, I think that they just showed up because they wanted to see the fight. They, they came because they wanted just to be spectators. Maybe they had their popcorn, whatever they, whatever they had in Bible days. And uh, they, they were just ready to uh, sip on their Coke and, and just ready to, to watch. Whatever's going to I don't know what's going to happen, but Elijah's here and he seems pretty mad. And, and King Ahab has gathered all of us. Man, this is going to be great. And they, they just weren't prepared to stand. Could I encourage you tonight be, to be prepared so that when the opportunity arises, you'll take it. Number two... Elijah was really outnumbered. Not only did Elijah render a choice, but Elijah, he was really, really outnumbered. We find uh, the, the numbers there in verse 19. Now therefore send Elijah's um, instructions here and gather to me all Israel into Mount Carmel and the prophets of Baal, 450, and the prophets of the groves, 400, which eat at Jezebel's table. And so Ahab sent unto all the children of Israel and gathered the prophets together unto Mount Carmel. We have a lot of people gathering. Elijah won versus the contest was the 450 prophets of Baal. 450 against one. And could I say that's, that's the odds today, uh, if we like it or not. We, as God's people, will be the minority, if you will, physically speaking, what we can see. But yet, that doesn't mean that we're outnumbered. Because when God's on our side, just like David versus Goliath, even though the odds were not in David's favor, yet God showed up and God delivered the giant, so, so does he deliver those um, that, uh, that if we feel outnumbered. I want to um, give you an example here in 2 Kings chapter 6. If you take your Bibles just quickly to, to 2 Kings chapter 6, here's an example of Elisha and another man. There was two. Verse, a whole army here, we find in verse uh, number 15 of 2 Kings chapter 6. And when the servant of the man of God was risen early and gone forth, behold, an host compassed, compassed the city both with horses and chariots. And his servant said unto him, Alas, my master, how shall we do? This isn't looking good, master. Uh, we're, we're surrounded. Horses, chariots, and it's just us too. And he answered in verse 16, Fear not, for they that be with us are more than they that be with them. Now, maybe he thought, man, my master has gone nuts. I, I, I don't think he realizes really how surrounded we are. And Elisha prayed and said, Lord, I pray thee, open his eyes that he may see. And the Lord opened the eyes of the young man, and he saw. And behold, the mountain was full of horses and chariots of fire round about Elisha. Hey, God shows up when you need him most. God shows up and he's right on time. When you feel like you're outnumbered, when you feel like you're surrounded, God is going to show up and he's going to give you the victory. But it started with what? It started with Elisha praying. God opened his eyes so he can see what I see. God opened his eyes so he can see this, this revival that's about to take place, this, this victory that's about to happen. It may look grim. It may look dim. But yet God will ultimately get the uh, the victory, even though it may seem that uh, the situation is clearly outnumbered. 
You know, just because it draws a crowd doesn't mean that it's honoring to God. Just because it draws a crowd doesn't mean it works. These 450 prophets of Baal spent all day long trying to get Baal's attention. They had the numbers. Surely, surely they were going to get their God's attention. Let's read about what they did. It says here, and in, in, uh, I'm getting a little ahead of myself, but uh, would you look? I'm, I'm still in, in uh, 2 Kings chapter 6. Let's go over back to uh, 1 Kings 18. It said in verse 26, And they took the bullock which was given them, and they dressed it, called on the name of, of Baal from morning even until noon, and saying, Oh, Baal, hear us. Can you imagine the volume that 450 people shouting, Baal, hear us, would sound like? I mean, if I were the spectating Israelites at this time, I'd be like, man, something's about to happen. I'm excited. I mean, good night. That, the volume. Man, they're, they're, they're shaking the ground. They're shaking heaven, of course. Man, they're going to get their, their God's attention, and yet there was nothing. They proceeded to shout and, and, and to cry out. The Bible says they even went as it was their manner to cut themselves, to try to get their God's attention. You know, it, it reminds me that, uh, you know, cutting yourself and, and all the influences and all the way out of, of stress and, and, and how to uh, try to relieve yourself of whatever needs you have in this life, th there's a lot of that going on that the devil's trying to convince people that that's the way that you're going to get relief. Yep. Cutting yourself, drugs, alcohol. Hey, if you do this, you're, you're going to satisfy your gods. If you do this, your problems are going to be relieved. And the problem is you're left hopeless you're, you're left uh, still humiliated and, and uh, hum, uh, it, it depressed, still in that pit. And even after you, it's been numb for a while, then you get to the point where it's like, man, I, I need more now. And, and you keep going after that same manner. Man, these prophets of Baal, they knew exactly what they needed to do or what they've been told to do to get their God's attention. But yet it did nothing. It did nothing because their God wasn't real. Elijah was outnumbered, but yet is getting to the point where it's almost Elijah's turn. Don't judge the possibility of a, uh, of a situation on what you can see, because if you do that, it's not faith. Right. Hebrews 11, chapter 1 says, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen, for by it the elders obtained a good report. Through faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God, so that things which are seen were not made of things which do appear. Faith. We can't see it, we just believe it, and God pulls through. We may be outnumbered, but yet God is going to get the victory. He has the last word. Number three, Elijah required a miracle. Elijah required a miracle. He sure did. He set up the situation in, in verse 24. Elijah says, And call ye on the name of your gods, and I will call on the name of the Lord, and the Lord that answereth by fire, let him be God. And all the people answered and said, Yeah, yeah. Sounds good, Elijah. That, that sounds like a good contest. It's, it's not like you pull out your, your weather app on your phone and it's like, okay, yeah, you know what? It's going to be cloudy today with a chance of fire. It's not going to happen. This is a supernatural situation. Fire doesn't just happen. You've got to strike and you've got to create that fire. And Elijah is saying here, hey, I am requiring a miracle. God has, the God, the true God has to answer in a miraculous way. And the God that does that is the true God. 
Elijah's requiring a miracle. You know what he's doing? He's requiring that element of faith. He's requiring, saying, you know what? I'm stepping out in faith right now because I'm going to say, you know what? God is going to answer by fire. That, that takes a lot of faith to say that. But yet God uh, answered his prayer, we'll get to, but Elijah required a miracle. A miracle is a supernatural event that can be wrought only by almighty power. I feel like sometimes, and myself included, we get set. We get set in our comfort zone. And everything, it, it, it's, it's going well. I mean, we got a good family and got a, a great church family and a church that's doing great things. And, and it, it's just really great to see what God is doing. And, and now I, I've gotten so comfortable watching what God is doing. It kind of scares me a little bit just to step out and actually take a step of faith myself. Yeah. We've got to realize as God's people, if you want God to work in your life and you want God to, to, to use you, then we've got to step out of our comfort zone as Christians and say, you know what, I'm going to step out in faith. I know this situation seems hopeless. I know this situation, uh, get, I feel like God's put this on, on, God, uh, on my heart, and uh, I'm just going to step out in faith and see God answer it. That's what we've got to do as Christians. It's not just, uh, I'm just going to kind of stay in my comfort zone. Everything's going well, and I'm afraid if I step out and make myself a little uncomfortable, then God's, I, I, I don't know, I just, I just want to stay where I'm comfortable. But Elijah required a miracle. You know, I'm thankful, as I mentioned before, and Pastor mentioned earlier in the service, I'm thankful for what God is doing and has done at Victory Baptist Church. You know, I can't stop but remember and think about how uh, we just cut down all those trees in the front lawn. And uh, for one, I mean, there's a lot of pine cones and a lot of pine straw that need to be picked up, and we're solving that issue. But God was doing something way bigger than that. God was working it out so we can set up a tent on that front lawn when we needed to and hold services out there. Not only did God do that, but God gave us a radio station. I mean, how does that happen? A radio, literally, there are not low-power radio stations available. I mean, they're all gone. They're all taken up. And we're, we're being given one. And God is using that ministry. And God, God has used it for those driving services when we were able to have it out there. And God is using that in an incredible way. God, God is now, uh, He's not only given us a Christian school, but God gave us a Christian school property. I mean, yes. that, that's amazing. And not only is God doing that, but we're seeing as, as, uh, as students are getting saved and, and parents are getting saved, and, and God is working and, 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 and using our church, our church and our school staff in an incredible way, I can't wait to see what God is going to continue to do in our Christian school. These are miracles. They don't just happen naturally. God does it. God works it out. And God can do that in our life personally as well. God can do it in our church. God can do it in our life, but it requires a step out in faith. I think it's easier to step out and say, yep, pastor, we're behind you. Uh, pastor, pastor stepping out in faith and saying, I, I don't know how it's going to happen, but, but th this is what's going to, I mean, I, I just trust God and we can, we can support him and we can step out in faith with pastor. This, uh, God's blessed our school so much that uh, we need more room. Our first year, and now we're working on a modular building that, that we can uh, work on paying off so that we can use that as a gathering place uh, for, for our, our student body. It's amazing what God is going to do. And I know God's going God's to work it out so, so that's paid off when we need it to be paid off. God's going to do it and God's going to continue to work miracles. But we've got to step out in faith. Elijah, 
He had unreserved faith. I'll try to be a little quicker. Look at verse uh, 31. And Elijah took 12 stones. According to the number of the tribes of the sons of Jacob, it's Elijah's turn now. And whom the word of the Lord came, saying, Israel shall be thy name. And uh, with the stones he built an altar in the name of the Lord, and he made a, a trench about the altar. That trench is important. As great as would contain two measures of seed. And he put the wood in order and cut the bullock in pieces and uh, laid him on the wood and said, Fill four barrels with water and pour it on the burnt sacrifice and on the wood. And he said, Do it the second time. And, he's, then he, uh, and they did it the second time. And he said, Do it the third time. And they did it the third time. And the water ran round about the altar and he filled the trench also with water. Let's just back up and realize visually what's happening here. Elijah is setting up this altar He's getting the sacrifice ready, building, uh, digging out a trench around the altar because he knows exactly what's going to go in that trench, water. And Elijah says, all right, four barrels, four barrels. Man, go ahead, bring it. Bring out the barrels of water. Uh, Elijah, we're in the middle of a drought. It's been three years since it's rained, Elijah. You want us to waste four barrels of water? Elijah, you don't understand. I mean, we're paying more for water than you pay for a water bottle at, air, at an airport. I mean, this, it's, this, this is not cheap water. This is expensive. And I've been there. Expensive water at airports. I tell you what, $5 a, a water bottle, a water bottle. You know, it's just crazy. But uh, th- this, is, this is the drought. Okay, all right. We're in a drought. Just, j- just follow my instructions. They poured out the four barrels. Do it a second time. Four more barrels. We're up to eight. Eight barrels of water. Do it a third time. Twelve barrels of water in a drought. Elijah, have you lost your mind? And that water is now fully soaking that wood, which anybody who knows how to light a fire, you don't light it with water. All right? You don't take damp wood. And and now that trench is full. It's overflowing with water. That's the kind of faith that Elijah had. Isn't that amazing? If we would step out in faith like Elijah and say, you know what, this, this situation, I know it's crazy. I know it sounds, it sounds supernatural, doesn't it? And God is going to do it if we just trust. And so with his unreserved faith, Elijah did it. And then Elijah prayed, number five, and, and we'll wrap it up here and we'll get to the, the message. Elijah prayed and God answered. Look at verse 36. And it came to pass at the time of the offering of the evening sacrifice that Elijah the prophet came near and said, Lord God of Elijah, or I'm sorry, Lord God of Abraham, Isaac, and of Israel, let it be known this day that thou art God in Israel, and that I am thy servant, and that I have done all these things at thy word. Hear me, O Lord, hear me, that this people may know that thou art the Lord God, and that thou hast turned their heart back again. Verse 38, then the fire of the Lord fell and consumed the burnt sacrifice and the wood and the stones and the dust and licked up the water that was in the trench. And when all the people saw it, they fell on their faces and they said, the Lord, he is God. The Lord, he is God. Can you imagine this situation as as Elijah, all the preparation work made it even more impossible than, than naturally thought. 
And now God, as, as Elijah just got done praying, he says, amen, and immediately the fire from heaven falls. How amazing is that? I love fireworks. I love fire. I love lighting fires. Uh, I, I've had my share of accidents that I don't have time to share. But uh, this, this is an amazing fireworks show that God put on. It, it's amazing. I, I can just picture, you know, that, that, uh, that pillar of, of fire that, uh, that guided the Israelites in the wilderness. I can just imagine that pillar of fire just whoo, falling and consuming that whole altar. How amazing. God didn't just answer with the spark. Oh, I think I see it. There's a little kindling right there. Oh. I see a little smoke. It's coming. It's coming. No, it was immediate. And the fire of God fell and consumed that altar. That's how God answers prayer. If, if we pray for God's power, God will give us his power. The fire fell. and It's amazing. But what's even more amazing is that Elijah, he wasn't anybody special. Elijah was just like you and me. It's not like he had supernatural powers. It's not like he really had any kind of skill set. Elijah just shows up randomly one day and bursts into the king's palace and says, Hey, King Ahab, you're wicked, and it's not going to rain until I say so. God did that. God used him. But Elijah himself wasn't anything special. Even after this, this contest on Mount Carmel, you know what happened? Elijah goes and hides himself. And he becomes so discouraged that he asks God to take his life. God, I'm the only one. I'm, I'm still the only one left. And God, I, I just don't know what to do. I guess I'll just give up. Elijah was human. We're human. God can use any of us. But what was required was obedience to God and what he had told Elijah to do. I'll say this and I'll close. The only prerequisite to God's power in your life is obedience. That's it. What God tells you to do, do it. And God will use you. Obedience requires faith. The only prerequisite to God's power in your life is obedience. Obedience requires faith. The choice is ours to make tonight. Will you take a stand when the opportunity arises? Will you trust God? when the opportunity arises. And when God talks, will you listen? I want to just point out, um, I have a song here in, in the gold hymnal. It's 504. And uh, I'll close with this. 504, the, the song is to be used of God. And that's my title for the message tonight. Elijah wasn't anything special, but yet because of his obedience to what God told him to do, God used him. The chorus goes to be used of God, to sing, to speak, to pray. To be used of God, to show someone the way. I long so much to feel the touch of His consuming fire. To be used of God is my desire. Is it your desire tonight to be used of God? It only requires obedience. I, I think about the, re the revival coming up with Brother Baldwin. I can't wait. I'm excited. And, you know, I, I, I'm excited because it's a church service and it's a revival service and I love church. But more importantly, I'm excited to see what God is going to do. And if we're going to see what God is going to do and, and if God will do anything, it first starts with prayer. Elijah, he prayed. The fire fell. 
pastor had already asked tonight, and we took a little more extra time to pray for the revival, but would we really pray for revival? I believe the fire of God will fall, and it'll ignite our hearts to do more for Him and, and to revive us again, but it, it's not going to happen just because it happens. It's going to happen on purpose because God's people is praying for it. So let me encourage you, church, to, to pray for this revival coming up. And let's, let's pray for personal revival. Let's ask for God's fire to fall in our light. When will the fire fall? It falls when we pray. We stay consistent in our prayer. To be used of God is my desire. Let's, like Elijah, no one's special, but God used him in an incredible way to see a miracle of God. Fire falling from heaven. And it only required obedience. And obedience because of faith. Thank you for listening to the preaching podcast of Victory Baptist Church in Roanoke Rapids, North Carolina, led by Pastor Jeremy Coburnett. For more information about our ministry, please visit our website at vbcrr.org. May God bless you as you serve Him this week.